Welcome, everyone. We're finishing up a series based on The Infinite Way by Joel Goldsmith. And I wanted to do some justice by way of summary today. I thought I would pick out the most important parts of The Infinite Way and present them to you kind of as a summary. And, and I guess the, mo the most important part to me is that it is the infinite way. It's not an infinite destination. It's an infinite way. And by that I mean that Joel is clear that we're already on the path towards unity. We're already on that path towards our self-discovery. We're already on that path towards self-enlightenment even. Some of us maybe a little further than others. But you know what? You really can't even judge that because each person in this room has their own unique path. Each person here has their own, perhaps, methodology, their own different walk of life that is getting them closer to God. And in some ways, it's difficult being the, the minister of a church because in many churches, the, the pastor or the minister will tell you what the way is. Do you know what I mean? And, and, and it's like how to measure it and how far along you are. And, and I would be a poor minister of what we believe if I had any idea where you are on your spiritual path, because it is personal to you. Even the God that is seeking you as you're seeking it is personal to you. And what I love about uh, Joel Goldsmith in The Infinite Way is he says we're all on this path, each of us seeking a greater realization of God. And he says where most of us get stuck, where most of us begin having problems, is when we look too hard at the stuff of our life and not enough at the being in our life. And so I wanted to spend a little bit of time talking about that because it is a little bit of a two-fold thing we're involved in. We do have these human bodies. They need feeding. They need tending. They need a place to live at night. And, and they need relationships and the whole nine yards. And, and of course, it's that way for a purpose. This isn't just an accident that we're spiritual beings in these human bodies. And so we do have to pay attention to it. But as with most things, if that's where we put all of our attention, then the spiritual side of things can suffer. So I'm going to spend the rest of my talk today talking about the, this twofold path, if you will, this idea of being spiritual but also being human. So let's start with the human side of things. This is what I think of as taking care of business. Well, do you know how we take care of business as human beings? We develop a mental picture of what it is we want to experience and then because we are powerful human beings, because that spiritual nature of us is there, the full force of God, the full force of, uh, of the infinite will back those mental pictures up. And, and here's sort of how that works. If we believe that God created everything, if the ultimate creator and source of everything is God, well, then that means us. And in science of mind, we know that it is God thinking, if you will, that creates things. And in the Bible, even when it says there was the word and the word was made flesh, that's what that means, that, that there was that powerful idea that God had, and it was creative. It created the heavens and the earth. Now, if that mind of God is created and we're part of God, then our minds are like a subset of God's mind. So our consciousness, just a, a smaller subset of that infinite consciousness of God. And we have those same creative powers. 
So let's say, um, just as an example, let's say that maybe you want to have a, a new job in life. Where that is going to start is with you having a mental picture of some new kind of job. And it doesn't matter what your current job is or what your situation is. You're going to be in creating in your own mind this idea of the new job. And you may think about the qualities of the job, how much it pays, what part of town you'd like to work in. You might be thinking about whether you want to have a flexible hours or, or a set shift. You might be thinking of the benefits you'd like to have. Well, you know, I need to have dental as well well as, as medical, you might be thinking, well, you know, I don't want a traditional kind of job at all. I want to be self-managing and, and whatever it is, and each of us would get a different picture, but that's how we go about creating a job. It's the way you created your last job. And what happens is then the universe takes a look at this picture we've got in our head and starts sending the opportunities our way. Now this, of course, is not without its problems at times. Because <laughs> how do we create a picture of what we want? So often it's based on what we've already had in the past, right? We take a look at the jobs we've had. We take a look at the newspaper in terms of the jobs maybe that are available. We think about our education and the experiences that we've had. And maybe from the get-go, we're already leaving behind some of the possibilities because we don't think we're smart enough for that job or not physically able enough for that job. We, we don't think we maybe have the proper education for that one or the past work experience for the other one. And so right from the get-go, as as we develop this mental picture, we're probably eliminating three quarters of the jobs that are available. Do you know what I mean? And it's like even if they open the newspaper, in fact, if you've ever been on a job hunt, have some of your friends ever like been looking in the newspaper and said, well, Dan, did you notice the one under whatever classification? You'd be perfect for that. And by gosh, you hadn't even, you'd read the newspaper and you didn't even see that. Do you know why? It's because you didn't have the mental picture of that as a job. And so even though it was there on the page, literally, you looked right over it. If you want to have a significantly different experience of your life, and of course this goes well beyond a job, if you want to draw to yourself great relationships and great jobs and wonderful families and ideal living situations, the trick here is that we need to do a better job of our mental pictures. We need to begin not thinking of what we've had before, but rather what the ideal would be like. What would my ideal job be like? What would the, the most loving relationship I can imagine be like? What would bliss in a marriage be like? What would raising children in a sense of peace and you know ideal love, what would that be like? And when we develop these mental pictures, then that is more likely what we're to get. And you know what? God's going to use the same process. This same mental picture is going to be at work. So I'm not really even suggesting that we have to do anything different, right? In fact, one of the things I loved about your song, Lupe, is it's not about doing, it's not about knowing right? It's about almost relaxing into it. It's about the awareness of how things work. And once we have the awareness that if we have a mental picture of strife and trouble and, and issues and problems, that that, of course, is what we're going to get more of. How many times have you found yourself in the same relationship or in the same job 
that you had you know, years ago. And you wake up one day and you think, oh my God, this best friend of mine that's given me so much trouble reminds me just of the girlfriend I had in high school or, or uh, the job I'm in right now. It, it, it's just as bad as that one I had 10 years ago. Well, it's because we're creating patterns in our own lives and often patterns that we don't want. The other thing I want to talk about in terms of taking care of business in our lives is moving f- towards something rather than trying to get away from something. And so when we begin developing a picture of what we want in our life, whether it's around work or a relationship or whatever it is, oftentimes we think in terms of avoidance. Do you know what I mean? It's like this time around, I don't want to have a job that's like this and this and this and this. This time around, I'm going to avoid all the women that this and this and this and this. This time, do you know what I mean? I've heard this countless times, and it's creating our life through avoidance. And the trouble with that is we focused on all the things we don't want, and I got to tell you, they're bound to repeat. When we have great clarity and great energy around something that is what we don't want, it's like you're pointing arrows to yourself, (laughs) metaphysical arrows saying, bring it on, (laughs) let's see if we can really work through it this time by, by heaping up the misery. And of course, we don't want that. We do not want that. And so in every chance we can, when we're wanting to take care of business here on planet Earth, We want to have the ideal in our head, not to avoid something that's painful from the past, but rather our best guess of what perfection in that area of our life would look like. Truly, what is that unconditional loving relationship? What is that best job or that best profession or that best way of expressing yourself in life? In fact, that's one of the downfalls that we have in creating our lives is that so much of it has already been defined for us. Just the idea that I would be defining a, quote, job, right? Doesn't even the word job imply a bunch of stuff that may not be right for you? Or when I talk about a a marriage, right? Doesn't that bring up, for me, it brings up pictures of, you know, 50s daytime TV with, the, with you know, women in, in skirts that stick out and the guys going off to work. And, and we get that history that comes along with us. Whatever age we are, that's, there's that history of what a job is like and what a marriage is like. And, and I'm here to tell you, you could be boxing yourself in. And, and of course, I don't think there's anything wrong with marriage or jobs. I mean, I've got one and I'm in one and I love it. But, but it's good that we get to define what it looks like. Do you know what I mean? If we just go by what's been before or worse yet, if we go in that path of avoidance, trying to avoid things that we know don't work, we're just setting ourselves up. So let us truly be creative. Throw away all the old labels, all the old boxes that you may have been put into or your parents put you into or or you slid into in college or uh, however it happened. Let's put those aside and truly be creative around what is best for you. Because this activity of God, this creative power of God, it's going to work anyway, whether you're doing it consciously or whether you're doing it unconsciously.
Now, for many of us, a good portion of the creative power of the universe in, in creating our personal lives has been unconscious. And we've been kind of the brunt, if you will, of the ideas that have come to us from school and parents and just the history of the planet and what it is to be a man and what it is to be a woman. And, and some of that stuff is great and good and has helped get us in this room today. And I'm glad you're here. But some of it also has put us through a fair amount of pain. And so my suggestion today is, as we're walking this infinite path, as we're walking the infinite way, let us do it more consciously. With each step along our path towards our, our own divinity, if you will, and its effect on our lives, let us each step along the way do it with more personal power. A real understanding that our thoughts are creative, and so I'm going to exercise more control over my thoughts, over my picture of what it is I want for myself. Okay, so if this is the infinite way, if this is the path towards heaven, I've managed to find a joke about that, and I thought I'd share with you today. So a minister is newly called to a small country town, and he needed to mail a letter. Passing a young boy on the street, he asked where he could find the post office. Well, he got his answer, you know, down that way and to the left, and so he thanked the boy. And he also decided, however, he should really get busy and start talking people into coming to church on Sunday. So he said, if you'll come to church on Sunday, you can hear me tell everyone about finding their own personal path to God. Well, the little boy kind of looked at him for a little bit and eventually shook his head. Well, well why not, said the minister. The little boy replied, well, you don't even know the way to the post office. <laughs> And so that would be my caution to you. Be suspicious of people who would say that they know how you can turn your life around, myself included. Hopefully I'm giving you tools and tips for creative thinking, for doing your own thinking. If, however, you listen too much to people who would actually spell your life out for you, you know, this is what your marriage should look like, this is what raising children should look like, this is what this job should look like, if we pay an over-attention to the people and the forces and, oh, and heaven forbid, the advertising media out there that would dictate every part of our lives from how we look to what products we should buy, let us not go there. Let us make the decisions ourselves. Let it be our magnificent mental picture of what we want, how we want to live, how we want to love, how we want to be in the world. And when it is authentic, when it is uniquely and beautifully part of you and you hold it firmly in your mind, it is what you shall receive. The second part of the infinite way is the spiritual path. Just now I was talking about taking care of business, right? Using the creative power of our mind to make sure that our, our jobs, our lives, and, and all of the stuff, if you will, comes out to our liking. But Joel Goldsmith would say, you know, this is good, but only to a point. And the second most important point in the book, The Infinite Way, is simply that if we spend all of our time working on the stuff, 
we're going to be missing the point. <laughs> if we spend all of our spiritual energy and creative force at making sure that our, our job is exactly the way we want and our relationship is exactly the way we want and fine-tuning this and, oh, now the kids are off to college and I have to get a mental equivalent of what it's like living by ourselves and, and you know, the fervor and activity and holding in consciousness exactly the stuff that we want and the outward picture that we want will really have us locked into the material world often. And of course, we are spiritual beings. The advice of Goldsmith is once we have the basic needs taken over, let us begin devoting as much of our time as we're comfortable with in the spiritual realm. When we spend time in meditation, when we spend time in, in contemplation, when we are in that place of studying our spiritual nature and, and just being with our own spiritual nature, this, this is centering ourselves in God, in all of God's love, all of God's power, all of God's creative energy. And in fact, Goldsmith says, if we get good at that, <laughs> if we're good at walking in the presence with God, if we're, we're great at listening to that still small voice that, that tells us of our spiritual nature and our spiritual power, honestly, the outside world will take care of itself. No more do we have to spend time creating uh, specific prayers for jobs and relationships. We simply become those things. We become that loving individual that is irresistible to the perfect relationship. We, we become that person that knows that uh, we are not separate from our good, from our source. And so all the worldly things flow to us. When we concentrate on the divine, the earthly things will follow. And so this, to me, is the wisdom of the infinite way. Certainly to recognize our creative power in getting stuff done, right? In taking care of business. But more than this, the knowledge that we are spiritual and that most of our so-called work, but I think of it really as a relaxing into, not work at all, most of our relaxing into our greatness is through God. And so, Star opened us with an idea of balance today in her prayer. And I would like to end in that same place today. There is a balance in all of our lives. We're not creating these spiritual principles. We're not creating what God is. But we are expressing it. And when we are in balance, when we are walking easily that framework of both physical and spiritual, both knowing how to take care of business and how to take care of our souls, our spirits, then we're in that great place. We're working with God and towards our own divinity. I'm going to close with a, a reading from the end of the book, The Infinite Way of Joel Goldsmith, and then we'll close with a prayer. Here's how he ends this book. He says, We are not bound by the evidence of the physical senses. We are not limited to the visible supply. We're not circumscribed by visible bonds or bounds. We're not tied by concepts of time or space. 
Our good is flowing from the infinite realm of spirit always. Let us not judge of our good by any so-called sensible measures. Out of the tremendous resources of our soul comes the instant awareness that all we can utilize for abundant living is ours always. No good thing is withheld from us as we look above the physical evidence to the great invisible. Look up. Look up, I say. The kingdom of heaven is at hand. Let us pray. There is one power and one presence in this universe. It is that thing called life, that thing that I call God. And what I know about God and life is that it is that exquisite balance between the physical and the metaphysical, that, that beautiful dance that we provide between being human and being divine. And I know this means me. I know that I am walking this path of the infinite way. I know that I am in balance in between seeing for my physical needs, but always, always time for my spiritual needs. Always time for meditation, for contemplation, for understanding my divinity. And as it is true for me, I know it is true for each person in this room. Each person here has a willingness to divide their time equitably and beautifully between the physical and the metaphysical, between doing and that great calling of being. And I'm simply grateful for this, simply grateful to be here in the power and presence of God as it takes the form of each person in this room. Grateful always for life. I just let it be, and so it is. Thank you for being here today. Thank you so much.